Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Come on, let's just lift our hands to the Lord. I don't know if you were here this morning, but God moved powerfully and touched people's lives. But you know what? He wants to do the same tonight. He wants to do the same in this place tonight. He wants to touch, restore, heal, renew, strengthen. Even as I say that word strengthen, I I, I have this sense tonight that God wants to strengthen dreams. For some of us here tonight, we've had a dream from God, we've heard from heaven, but we put the dream on the shelf. And we've said we're not anointed enough, we're not good enough, we're not cool enough, We're not spiritual enough, but I'm here to tell you tonight when God calls you, when it's a dream from heaven, it's His dream and He wants it to come to pass. And Father, right now, we pray for the power of Your Holy Spirit to be here. Father, right now, come into this place, into these lives, into these people's hearts, their moments, their situations, Lord. And Father, in Jesus' name, from the left to the right, from the front to the back, Lord God, we just ask You to come. Flood our hearts, our minds, our lives afresh with your grace and mercy. With your grace and mercy. With your grace. With your grace and mercy. With your grace and mercy. With your grace and mercy. Pastor Ross and Pastor Marianne. Uh, Mary Lynn, sorry. When you first came to this town 17 years ago, God gave you dreams as you first drove into this town. And some of those dreams still haven't come to pass yet. And this morning when we were speaking and we are talking about different things about re-engineering, the whole thing about re-engineering is because He wants those dreams to come to pass. And I'm telling you right now, those dreams that He implanted in your heart when you crossed that, that line into this city 17 years ago, it's time to see them to come to pass. It's time to see that new building built. It's time to see this place become a place of rest, restoration. And Mary Lynn, for your life, there's a fresh anointing coming upon your life. There's a fresh impartation of faith. There's a fresh impartation. You've had dreams of healing hands where you lay your hands upon the sick and they will be healed and set free. And the Lord says to you tonight, don't lose hope. Don't give up because there is a fresh anointing coming upon your life, upon your ministry, upon your heart. And in Jesus' name right now, fire from heaven, Lord God. Fire from heaven. Jesus' name. Thank you, we 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 thank you for Pastor Ross, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you. God gave you a dream of sons in the faith. God gave you a dream as you came into this city that you wouldn't just have one or two, but you'd have hundreds sons in the faith. And I'm telling you right now, Pastor Ross, you're coming into a season where there's not going to be five or ten young men around you, but there's going to be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Some of the great church plants are going to come out of this place because you have taken the time to impart faith and wisdom and clarity into heart and mind. And in Jesus' name, right now, power from heaven, Lord God. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Power from heaven, Lord God. Bring the sons in. Bring the sons and daughters in. Sons and daughters in the faith. They will see this city saved and set free. To see the church ignited, to see the church go forward. 
Pastor Ross, I can just see there's like a grenade going off in your spirit. And when a grenade goes off, there's shrapnel that goes everywhere. And I just believe there's a faith grenade about to go off in your spirit. And where every piece of that grenade lands, there will be churches planted where lives would be set free, lives would be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you for your work. In Jesus' name, ignite, 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 ignite in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Ignite. Come to pass. Let that dream come to pass. Let that dream come to pass. Let that dream come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. 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 Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this moment in time. We don't take it for granted, Father. We don't take it for granted, Lord, but we are so grateful that we are here on October the 7th, 2018, Lord. Lord, let faith stir in our hearts. Let faith stir in our lives, Lord God, that this would be a defining moment in the life of Bayside Christian Church, Lord God. This would be a defining moment, Lord God. Spirit is here. Spirit is here. Spirit is here. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. My brother, what's your name, man? Ashley, come out here, man. Ashley, I know for you, man, you... Even you looking at yourself on the screen, we spoke about this before the service, you're like, oh, that's a bit awkward. I want to encourage you tonight, get used to your face on screens. Get used to your face on flyers. Get used to your face on Facebook. Get used to your face in the paper. Get used to your face on different parts of or, or, or social media and, and flyers and conferences and all that type of stuff. Because God has given you a spirit influence that people's lives. He called you into this program many years ago and now you're leading this program up here because he's got a spirit of influence and leadership on your life. You're going over to Uganda at the end of this year because you have a spirit of influence and leadership on your life. And God says, don't sway, don't, don't move away from it, but move towards it. Even though deep inside your heart, you're scared, you're frightened. You're like, oh man, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know what this is going to happen. I don't know what you're doing, God. Man, I don't even know what God's doing. I just keep stepping in and going. Each day, go again. Each day I step in and I, you know, you know the truth is we, we won't get wet if we stand on the side of the river and watch the water flow past. But when we dive straight in, we get wet. And for you, Ashley, it's time to dive in again. It's time to dive in again. It's time to dive in again. Because for the last couple of months, you've been on the side of the river. The flow of God's been coming past you like, yeah, that's good. That'll do for today. 
oh yeah, it's a bit cold. There's a fresh anointing coming upon your life, man, to see souls saved and set free. Lift your hands towards heaven, man. Father, take Ashley to thought he would go, Lord God. Open up doors that he never expected to walk through. Lord God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your restoration, Lord God. And in Jesus' name, influence and leadership flow, 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 flow. Power your Holy Ghost right now. Impartation of faith. In Jesus' name, and Ashley, it's time to dive in again. Dive in head first. No looking back. Father, we thank you right now for the power of your Holy Ghost. Influence, leadership, souls to be saved. Souls to be saved. Souls to be saved. Souls to be saved. Through his story, through his ministry, through everything that you have done through his life, Lord God. Father, impartation of faith right now. Faith right now. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do you mind just staying there and playing? You know, tonight when I got ready, I have a flanny, exact same color pretty much as this, and I put it on, and I obviously didn't listen to the Holy Spirit because then I took it off, and I put my red one on. should swap afterwards. Okay, cool. Now, I just really believe that it's time that we see God's kingdom come. It's time that we stop playing church. It's time that we stop playing church and we start being the church. See, we have the living God. We have the living God that lives inside of us to transform lives, to transform hearts, to heal bodies. But it's time that we don't play church, but we be the church. We step out in faith and go after Jesus no matter what. Now in the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 18, you can take your seats if you like. I'm not going to preach very long tonight. So I really believe God is stirring something afresh with inside your church. Fresh move of His Holy Spirit. But in the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 18, it says this. It says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Who is it upon? Who is it upon? Who is it upon? See, sometimes we think it's just upon the pastors. Sometimes we think it's just upon the keyboard player. And it is, I listen to him go. It's amazing. Wow. I can really tell he loves the compliments too. But the Spirit of the Lord is upon every single person who calls upon the name of Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the Lord is upon every single person who turns from their ways and turns towards God. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. Everyone say me. Look at the person beside you and say me. Look at the person on the other side and say me. Look at the person behind you and say me. Everyone look at the keyboard player and say me. Me. 
sorry, man. You're going to get it tonight, okay, man? And I, 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 I don't want to have to keep saying keyboard player. Ish. Lord, ish, is it ish? Okay, ish. I can remember that. Has anyone got a pen? I'll just write that down. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For He has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And the time of the Lord's favour has come. Time of the Lord's favour has come. He has appointed us for such a time as this church. So I don't know if you realise that, that He has appointed us. See, sometimes in life we get so urgent about the things of this world, don't we? Sometimes we get so urgent about getting the new iPhone. Sometimes we get so urgent about getting the the new TV, the new car, the new house. Sometimes we get so urgent about getting the new kicks. And I love kicks. I love shoes. I love clothes. But the truth is tonight, I can't take any of this into eternity. I can't pack my favorite suit. I can't pack my favorite shoes. I can't pack my favorite gadgets into a little bag and take it to heaven. But sometimes in life we get so urgent for the things of this world that we forget to be urgent about the things of God. That we forget that people are dying, hurting and broken. That we forget that as we leave this building tonight, the other, the other one has 62,000 people here. The other 61,000 and a half people, not like half a person, like 500. Just want to clarify that. Just saw someone, half a person? What? How does that even work, Lord? But the other 61,000 people outside this building, guess what? They don't know Jesus yet. It's time that we stand up and we do what we're created to do. See the lost saved. See them discipled in Jesus' name. See the lost saved. It's time that we rise up. I remember many years ago, oh, I, I, I've, I, I failed in a whole lot of different things through my life. And you know, there's one thing I've learned about failure. Well, there's two things. Every time we fail, we learn something about ourselves and we learn something about God. So it's not really a failure, it's just a learning point. But I remember in year seven, I thought it was my time. I got up in the morning and I went to my top drawer and the swimming carnival was on. And I looked in the top drawer and I had the board shorts or the speedos. Board shorts or the speedos. I thought, you know what, it's my time to shine. I grabbed those speedos out, I packed them in my bag. I went to the swimming carnival and here we were, chanting away. I was on the blue teams. I was covered in blue paint and yelling and screaming because I like to be loud for some reason. And all of a sudden comes over the PA system. Year seven boys, 50 meter freestyle. Please go get ready. I was like, yes. Walked down to the locker room, opened my bag, put the Speedos on. It's normal Speedos. They were gold. Uh, next level, wait a sec. And they, they had glitter through them. 
So when you shook your bottom in the sun, it looked like a disco ball. It was, it was amazing. I wrapped the towel around me and I walk out past everyone and I'm waving, talking to everyone, give me a call, write me a letter, come over and visit me. I get up to the blocks and everyone's chanting and I drop the town. Everyone's like, I hop up onto the blocks. And here I was, I hop up and the guy with the gun says, on your marks. I grab the front of the blocks and I just thought, safety first. I just have a look down to see if everything's all right. And I have looked down and there's one thing that holds speedos up. It's called a drawstring. And as I looked down, I realized in my excitement in the morning that I picked up a pair of speedos with no drawstring. My heart dropped. All of a sudden, I hear bang and the gun goes. And I shot off into the air. And here I was flying through the air. And as I'm flying through, this, through the air, this song started coming through my mind. I believe I can fly, I can fly, I believe I can touch the sky. I think about you every night and day, I spread my wings and fly away, yeah. I believe I can soar, I can soar, I believe I can fly, I can fly. I believe I can fly, I can fly, I believe I can fly. And as I hit the water, my speedos went from my hips to my ankles. And, and, and I'm not just talking just once. I'm talking the whole 50 meter race. As I swam down the pool, by the time I finally got to the end and touched the wall, I looked up. My principal said, it's all right, it's going to be all right. I look around, all the buses have been packed, all the marquees are down, all the kids are gone. It was not good. I completely failed. And see, we've got to realize that if we believe it's our time to step out, there is going to be failure. There is going to be times that we mess up. There's going to be times that we fall short. There's going to be times that we fall flat on our face. You know what I learned out of that situation? Never trust speedos. They, they are from the pit of hell. And if you have a pair of Speedos, go home, build an altar, sacrifice them to the Lord. That's all that needs to happen. I remember the very first time I preached in our youth ministry, I'd been saved about a year. And my youth pastor says, hey, Grant, I want you to preach next week. Yes, I've got this. Because you got 25 minutes. Awesome. Man, we're going to see souls saved. We're going to see revival. Yeah, geez, I prayed so hard. And I got up and preached that night. One of my best friends, he was on the sound. And uh, his words, he turned around. He got all my levels right on the sound desk. Got everything in place. 
picked up his notepad, picked up his Bible, picked up his pen. And then I said, bow your heads. I had preached, done a salvation call, done an altar call, and we'd sung a worship song. <laughs> Within five minutes. <laughs> and I was so thankful that my youth pastor said, hey, Grant, it's all right. That's no hassle. We'll go again. I want you on the roster again in a month's time. And next month, why don't we try to go for 10 minutes? Come on. But see, we've got to realize during the journey of it's our time, there will be times that we fail. We'll go to talk to someone about Jesus. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you know, I just really feel that God's spoken to me and God loves you and God cares for you. And next second, they're like, just get out of my face. And you're like, whoa, that really, really shakes your faith, doesn't it? That really, really shakes you when that happens. Has that ever happened to anyone else here before? It happens, doesn't it? But sometimes we allow those moments to stop us from stepping out again. But you know, we need to realize, wait a second. Maybe you didn't hear wrong. Maybe they just weren't ready. And maybe the words that you said is just a catalyst with inside their heart and their mind to make shift with inside their heart to go, wait a second. What was that person talking about? Come on, church, it's our time to step up and see lives saved, transformed, and healed by the power of God. See, I love what it says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. It says, Arise and shine, arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. It doesn't arise to shine on everyone else, but it arises to shine on you. His glory to shine through your life into your situation. See, in the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it's His gospel that sets free. It's His gospel that heals. It's His gospel that transforms. It's His gospel that brings forgiveness. It's His gospel that brings hope. It's His gospel that brings life. It's His gospel that can change people's lives. For I am not ashamed. Gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, in the book of Genesis chapter 3. And if you read Genesis chapter 3, here's Adam and Eve. And they eat from the, the tree of good and evil knowledge. And their eyes are open to everything. And God comes down into the garden, he starts walking through the garden, calling out to them. And they're hiding because of what they've done. And, and, and it's pretty amazing that God comes to them. And he speaks to Adam, why were you hiding? And his response is, for I was ashamed of what I did. We can't be ashamed that he's healed us and set us free. We can't be ashamed that God has truly transformed our lives. But we need to step forward with faith. With faith. With faith. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 1, Nehemiah saw the pain of his people. He saw the pain of the city. And I want to encourage us tonight, do you see the pain of Harvey Bay? Do you see the pain in people's hearts and eyes? Because if you do, you need to do something about it. We need to step up, move forward. Nehemiah chapter 2, he comes up with a plan to see his city restored. 
And within 52 days, it takes 46 different groups to rebuild this wall to protect the city. It's quite amazing what happens when there's unity. It's quite amazing what happens when we decide that I'm not going to leave it up to someone else. But we're all going to stand united to see a city protected and won. And in 52 days, the walls get totally rebuilt. But it's time. It's time. Book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17, here is the little shepherd boy. See, age should never determine our anointing. Age should never determine the call of God upon our lives. You know, my little girl, Riley, she is an amazing little woman of God. She has, she has had so many struggles with inside her life when it comes to health. And so this morning, if you're here, you would have seen one miracle that God's done. But He's done about 100 miracles in that little girl's life. But just this year, four times, she's 10 years old, four times teachers have been hurt at school. She's gone out and she's prayed for them and the power of God has hit them and they've been completely healed and set free. And those teachers have run out to the car park as we're picking the kids up in the afternoon. Hey, I need to tell you what God did today through your daughter. See, age should never be a barrier to the anointing of God. And in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, here is David, he walks out to the front line. His dad sends him out with some flour and cheeses. And he gets out there, and if you know the story, here is the Israelite army, the army of God sitting on one side and the Philistines on the other. And this man, this giant that was over nine feet tall called Goliath, I call him a big oompa He stepped out for 40 days and 40 nights. And he would throw accusations at the army of God. Hey, come and fight me. And if you win, we'll be your slaves. But if we win, you will be our slaves. Until David gets out there, he sees what's happening. The Spirit of God comes upon him. He walks out. King tries to put armor on him. He's like, wait a sec, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. This doesn't fit me. I need to walk in the anointing God has for me. See, the truth is we have too many copycat anointings in this world. The truth is I can't be as good as your pastor, Pastor Ross. He is an amazing man of God. And I can't walk in His anointing and I can't do what He's doing because God hasn't called me to do what He's doing because God's called Pastor Ross to do what He's doing. And I want to encourage you before I go on, just this, don't try to copy. Don't try to be someone that you're not called to be. Just be free to be who God has anointed you to be. Yes, we can learn. Yes, we can glean. Yes, we can get advice and guidance of people that have gone before us. But we need to walk in our anointing. I love that David walked out in his anointing, in his calling, with five stones in a slingshot. He took down the giant, chopped off his head, put the head on a platter and took it to the king. See, he knew it was his time. Church, do you know it's your time to step up? Look at Joshua chapter 6. Joshua comes to Jericho. God speaks to him and says, I want you to walk around the walls. 
For six days, once, every day. For six days, don't say a word, don't speak, don't do anything. Just walk around. For what? See, if, you, if you've been in the army, if you know anything about war, this is a real bad battle plan. To war, they're not away from the wall, but they are right beside the wall. They've got the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God that's gone before them. They've got the priests, they've got all the people. This is a bad battle plan. But they hear from God. So for six days, they walk around the walls, not saying a word, not saying a word, just walking around, doing what God had instructed them to do. And God says on the seventh day, I want you to walk around seven times. Then at the end of the seventh time, I want you to give a, 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 a loud shout of praise to me. So on the seventh day, they walk around seven times. And as they come around the last time, they get to the end. And they shout out a praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And as they shouted out a praise to God, the walls fell down and they were able to go in and take what God had promised for them. See, the truth is we need people that are willing to walk around Harvey Bay and say depression be gone in Jesus' name. Drug addiction be gone in Jesus' name. Brokenness be gone in Jesus' name. Unforgiveness be gone in Jesus' name. Addiction will be gone. But it won't happen if we all just sit and do nothing. It's time that we stand, arise and shine glory of the Lord is upon us. Back in World War I, there was a guy called John Simpson Kirkpatrick. It's quite amazing. I, uh, I shared on this man about a, two months ago at a meeting. At the end of a meeting, this old lady came up to me and started talking to me. She's like, you know that man you're talking about? That's my great great-grandfather. I was like, whoa, it's amazing. But this man, he caught a boat over to Australia and he wanted to get a free ride back home to England. He enrolls into the army, hops on the boat and in World War I, he wasn't sure where this boat was going. But he soon found out as they came to the beach of Gallipoli. And as they hit the shores, men were jumping over left, right, and center. But for 25 days, this man, each day would work about 20, 22 hours a day. He would grab his donkey, he'd put the red cross on it, he would put his helmet on, and he'd put his red cross on it, and he would walk the battlefields. And he would pick up the hurting, the injured, he would put them on the donkey, and he would take them back to the Medi. Medicap bear or tent. They say in 25 days, this man saved over 300 men's lives. And on the 26th day, a bullet ricocheted off a helmet of a man that had already passed away, came back and hit John Simpson Kirkpatrick and he passed away. But his gravestone says this, that he gave his life so others may live. Should, not, should that not be the cry of our heart, church? 
that we gave our lives so others may move. We gave our time so others may experience the love of Jesus Christ. So we need to understand this tonight that God has appointed us for now. God has chosen us for now. See, what God appoints, He anoints. God has appointed you at this time to see a city saved and set free. And because He's appointed you, He has anointed you. In Jesus' name. John chapter 21. Here is Simon, Simon Peter, disciple of Christ. Jesus just passed away, resurrected. Like a chapter after. Here he is. One day he hops up and he goes, you know what? I'm going to go fishing. Six other disciples say, hey, we're going to come with you. And they jump out in their boat and they go fishing all night long and they catch nothing. And then Jesus comes to the shore and He looks out to them and says, hey, hey, have you caught anything tonight? The disciples go, no, nothing. We've caught absolutely nothing. And see, church, tonight, this is how close we are to revival. Because Jesus says to them, pick up your nets and throw them on the right-hand side. All night long, they'd been chucking it over the left-hand side of the boat. Jesus comes along and says, no, no, take your nets. Throw them over the right-hand side. They go over the side. They throw the nets in. The catch of fish is so large that they can't bring it in. As there was 153 large fish that they caught. But see, for far too long, we've tried to do everything our way, through our ability through our thought process, through our anointing, through everything that we want to do. But God is saying to us, it's time to pick up the nets and say, God, where do you want me to cast? God, where do you want me to go? God, who do you want me to speak to today? God, what do you want me to do in Jesus' name? I want to show you something tonight, church, as we... Actually, I'm going to pick on you, man. Don't hurt me, bro. Now stand to your feet for one sec, man. Count of three, this is what I want you to do. I want you to yell out Jesus, okay? So you ready? Do you need some vocal warm-ups? Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Just know health and safety, and I'm very big on that. One, two, three. It's awesome, man. Stay standing for me, bro. I want both of you to yell out Jesus, okay? One, two, three. Jesus! Brilliant. Stay standing. This road just here, and these two guys here, stand at your feet. One, two, three. Jesus! It's awesome. Everyone on the front row except for my mate in the white shirt. 
One, two, three. Wow. Transformation boys, stand up. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just got serious. One, two, three. Wowzers. Come on. Come on. See, I don't know if you understand this, but faith is stirring right now with inside hearts and lives. This row right here, this row right here, all of this row, all of this row. Yeah, all this side, stand to your feet. One, two, three. Wow. Wow. All this side of the building, stand to your feet. And everyone at the back here, stand to your feet. Even the sound guy, except for you in the white shirt down there. You stay seated. One, two, three. All right, man, up your hole. Up your hole. Man, just so you know, I saved the best to last, man, okay? That's what I was doing. You're the most anointed here. I'm just saving you for last, man. Don't judge me with those eyes. One, two, three. Wow. I want to show you something. This is something very pound of three. I only want Ashley to yell out Jesus, okay? So no one else. Just Ashley, okay? Do we understand that? Just Ashley. You got this, man? Yeah, I knew you did. Come on, man. One, two, three. Man, your voice changed there, man, like halfway through. I thought, Jesus. Wow, man. Wow. See, if Ashley is the only man to stand up for Jesus with inside Harvey Bay, there will only be so much noise, so much impact, and there will only be so much power that he will be able to produce through this city. There will only be so much noise that he can bring to this city to see it saved in Jesus' name. But watch this. You heard how loud Ashley was. On the count of three, I want every single one of us to yell out Jesus. One, two, three. Three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Who is the Savior to this world? Who is our Messiah? Who is the hope? Who is love? Who is grace? Who is our healer? Who is the hope to this world? Who is the bread of life? Who is our strong tower? Who is a promise keeper? Come on, one, two, three. Jesus really, really challenges Simon Peter. And he says this, do you love me? He asks him three times. Three times. And he says, of course I love you, Lord. You know everything about me. Of course I love you. And three times he gives him an instruction, then go feed my sheep, go care for my lambs, go look after my sheep. And see, it's not just up to one person to stand up, but it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to say, I'm not gonna leave it up to some people because see, we we think ministry is here on this pulpit, on this platform, but ministry is in your school, 
in your workplace, in your community, in the shop that you work in, in your household, in your street, in your friends' lives. Ministry is an everyday thing that every believer can be activated into. We can't leave it up to someone else, but we need to take the full responsibility on our life to say, God, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Use me. See, the truth is we won't have more of God in our lives until we're willing to answer the call outside our front door. Sometimes we want more of God and we want more of His power and we want more salvation and we want to travel the world and we want to do this and we want to do that. But then God tells us to go talk to someone next door about Jesus. Oh, no, I don't have time for that. And we've got to answer the call today. He has called us. He has anointed us. He has appointed us for such a time as this church. And every eye closed and every head bowed across this place. There's two things that I want to do before we wrap up this service. The first, can you say, Grant, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I've never surrendered my heart, my life, my situations to Jesus. I've never called upon His name to forgive me of my sins and renew me and restore me. I'm telling you right now, on October the 7th, 2018 in Harvey Bay, at 6.57 p.m., it's your time to respond to the love of God. Made for some people here tonight, you've made this choice and decision before. But through life, through choices, through decisions, you know that you're away from God. Or not to rededicate your life to Christ. If you're here this evening, you say, Grant, pray for me. I need to get my life right with Jesus. If you're here this evening, and that is you, just lift up your hand. Look at me. I'll pray for you where you are tonight. It's your time to be set free. It's your time. It's your time. It's your time. Awesome. Put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. If that's a yeah, I see that hand up the back. Awesome. I see that hand just over here. Is there anyone else here this evening? You say, Grant, pray for me. Grant, pray for me. Awesome. I see that hand. Awesome. I see that hand there. Awesome. I see that hand there. Is there anyone else here tonight? You say, Grant, it's my time to be set free. It's my time to find hope and salvation in Jesus. That is you here tonight. Just lift up your hand nice and high. Awesome, I see that hand. Awesome, I see that hand. Awesome, I see that hand. Is there anyone else here tonight? You say, Grant, Grant, pray for me. Pray for me. I need to get my life right with Jesus. I need to get my life right with Jesus. One last time as I look across this auditorium, if that is you, just lift your hand up nice and high. I'm going to ask you to do something quite brave right now. And I'd say 90% of the people in this room have done this, if not 95% of these people. But there was a heap of people that raised their hand this evening. And I also just believe right now some people that you didn't raise your hand, but you know in your heart that you need to get your life right with Jesus. Tonight is your night. And in just a moment, I'm going to call you forward if you lifted up your hand. Because I want to lay hands upon you. I want to congratulate you on the decision you made. And I want to pray for you tonight. So if that was you here this evening, you lifted your hand. Or maybe you didn't, but you know in your heart you need to get your life right with Christ. On the count of three, I want you to come down the front here and meet me. One, two, three. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. 